am Greg Grubel, joined by the BYU offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer, BYU defensive coordinator, Eli Satuiaki, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Ty, with us after a week off last week, we get two of the three coordinators every week. Next week, it'll be uh, coaches, uh, two, uh, coaches Lamb and uh, Coach Detmer, and then uh, we'll rotate that way throughout the season. Well, Ty, here we go. Uh, BYU one and two through three games now. You've had your home opener uh, this past weekend. Didn't didn't go the way you would have liked, obviously. A rally late ends up being a three-point setback uh, to UCLA. You've had a couple of days to kind of digest it now. Uh, what do you make uh, of what went on Saturday night? Yeah, you know, you, you watch the film, and, and usually, you know, you're after a loss anytime you're down, and uh, then you go back and you watch it closer, and, and uh, the film's never as bad as you think it is or never as good as you think it is either. So um, after watching it, you know, we've, we've just got to dial in the little things, and that's kind of what we've tried to preach the last couple of weeks with our guys, that, you know, we're, we're not going to go out, out talent people all the time. we got to go out execute, and we haven't done that, and it's uh, – you know, a, a play here, a guy here um, that's just really kind of holding us back a little bit um, from completing some drives and, and uh, making some plays. So we've got to go dial it in and, and uh, just be better in our execution, coach it better, and uh, and run it better. What areas of the offense uh, right now are doing well in your estimation? What areas need the most work? Yeah, I think it's it's a combined effort. You know, there's there's times where, you know, you, you don't get protection and guys open. And then there's times where uh, we get protection and uh, we don't really separate on our routes. So I think it's just a combination across the board of all the, the positions just uh, taking ownership. And, and that's what I told the guys this morning was, you know, the, you got to go and look in the mirror and, and are you doing things the way you're coached to do it during the game? Are you doing it uh, the best of your ability? And so we all need to, to – kind of reevaluate and uh, make those adjustments. And so, you know, I, I think at times we show flashes um, at every position. And then there's times where we've got to just uh, buckle down and, and keep the focus and, and do it the way you're taught to do it all the time. So, um, it, you know, I wouldn't say one position standing out over another when you're not scoring points and you're not getting the yards you'd like to get and not completing drives. Uh, it's a team and a, a combined effort. So, you know, I, I don't really want to single out one group over another at this point. 18 points, 19 points, 14 points. So the point totals through games one, two, and three. Uh, there's no secret how you win football games. When BYU's doing well, the numbers are, are better than they are right now. Are you a little surprised things haven't clicked even early in the season? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think, you know, there's been times where we've had opportunities to either take a shot or, or uh, you know, put ourselves in a, a third down conversion and uh, keep a drive alive. And so we haven't uh, done as well there as, as you'd like to see, obviously. But um, we're also playing quality opponents right here at the beginning, and it, it's new for our guys. There's some new kind of wrinkles that they're having to sort out. And, and, you know, as Kalani said after the game, you know, that time is coming to an end where you can't keep saying it's new. So we've, we've got to dial it in and, and uh, be better. And uh, like I said, we've got to coach it better and, and maybe, you know, dial back the scheme a little bit and really focus on the fundamentals of, of certain plays and, and make sure that everybody understands what their job is and then uh, see it versus different looks. Yeah, how much uh, system or scheme adjustments do you make now at one and two seeing what you've seen? Well, I think we have a, a feel for where we want to be, but every week's going to be different you know, versus what you see. And so, um, you know, we're never just going to 
be plain and vanilla. We're we're got to have some wrinkles in there, and we got to help our guys uh, put them in a position to be successful. So we'll keep adding and tweaking, and uh, and starting to get a better feel for maybe what what we're more successful in. And as a coordinator, you sit back and you look and you say, okay, what what have we done well, and uh, let's do more of those things. So that's kind of where we're at as a uh, offensive staff is figuring that part of it out and uh, let's go back to some of those concepts that have been good for us and and then uh, add to some of those. How about the the match between the quarterback right now and the system right now? Are, are they the fit you think you need to have right now? Yeah, I think so. You know, I know there's a lot of talk about the, you know, Tanner and Taysom and uh, what people want to see and everybody has their own opinion. But when you go back and you watch the film, as I did, watched it Saturday night after the game and then Sunday again, um, you know, it's not one guy. It's not It's not all on the quarterback. And, and I know as well as anybody that you're as good as the guys around you a lot of times. And, yeah, there's a couple throws, maybe a couple decisions you'd like to have back. or, But that's every game. And uh, when you lose, then they're magnified and people aren't happy. And, and so Taysom, I thought, you know, it, it wasn't his best game. But at the same time, it wasn't a game where you felt like, man, he's he's preventing us from winning the game. We got to separate with receivers. We, You know, we work one-on-one routes uh, in practice every day against our defense. And then we get in the game and we rush it and we don't really sell the route. And, and, uh, and so that doesn't leave much space to throw the ball. So um, it's, a, it's a combined effort, and uh, I think Taysom understands the offense, and we're constant communication about things that he's comfortable with, things that he aren't uh, or isn't comfortable with, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we try to tweak from there. So, you know, you've got to have that communication with your quarterback. Yeah, what's the feedback right now from Taysom to you about how things are going and the way he's playing and the team is playing on offense? Yeah, you know, he, he, we talked today, and he said, you know, he just felt really bad after the game like that was one of his worst games he's ever played but then after watching the film it's like well there's certain times where you know I threw it where I needed to or you know we didn't get separation so I pulled it down and then you're in a scramble mode and uh and that's the what I came away with so um it wasn't as bad as you feel like it is at the time and it it wasn't as you know it's never as good as you think it is too when you do win so you go back and you're like oh we could have been a lot better even on the win so um he's in the right frame of mind he's back to work and and a very conscientious player and so um you know feel good with where we're at there all right, it is uh, Coordinator's Corner on ESPN 960. We're also on BYU Football Facebook Live. You can get questions in for Coach Detmer and Coach Tuiaki at the bottom of the hour using the hashtag CCBYU on Twitter or use the uh, BYU Football Facebook Live comment section there in the program itself. You can get questions in that way as well. Uh, Ryan has a question for Ty. Uh, do you think Ty or do you think Taysom had enough time after rehab to develop chemistry with wide receivers, and is that a factor? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he's when we got in that two-minute drill, I mean, we, you know, we executed really happens. well. But we had guys getting separation. They were in zone, and so guys were open. And, and like I said, we've, I've challenged our receivers today to, to go back to running it like they're taught to run it and uh, executing. And so we've got to – we've got to get separation you know Taysom he catches some flack for his accuracy and people are always that's that's been the topic his whole career and and he's an accurate thrower when people are open and so um we got to get more separation and and uh put it on those guys in that room to to help us out and and create some some space where we can step into throw and and make the throw 
Another question from Twitter coming in, hashtag CCBYU. It seems teams tend to blitz more when BYU huddles versus the tempo time. Do you think you'll go or go with more tempo in the future? Do you notice that, first of all, and how, what's your feeling between huddle versus tempoing it up? No, I think, uh, you know, against uh, Utah and UCLA, we saw man coverage both times. We were in tempo, and, uh, you know, you don't get the maybe the creative or exotic blitzes, but, um, you know, they, they've got to line up. But so um, I think late in the game when we've been tempo, uh, a two-minute drill, there's been some they played more zone, right. softer coverage, so that creates more space, and uh, and we've executed against that. So our, our biggest challenge is when we see man-to-man, we've got to have answers. We've tried to stack release and, and give some opportunities for guys to get off the line, and, and the press hasn't been the part. It's at the top of the route where we stick it and, and uh, maybe get leverage on a DB and not just kind of running into our route. So... Um, you know, it, it, it's a work in progress, and uh, but I don't, I don't think we see more blitz uh, being in a huddle as opposed to to being in tempo, and it also limits what we can do when we're in tempo too. Right, and in each of the first three games, you've been a team that has scored off tempo or, or two minute drives at the end of each uh, of each game now. Right, yeah, and that's that's a topic we talk about, but then you go back and you look at it, and, and again, it's you know UCLA went to more of a cover four, cover two type of look. Uh, Utah did as well early in that room. drive, and so um, it, it creates some. It you know you, you kind of get lulled to sleep, or you know people think, oh well, they need to do that all the time. But if you go back and look at the situation you're in, the defense has given up some yardage in there because of the point of the game you're in. Right, makes sense. All right, we will take a break. It is a BYU's coordinators corner on the BYU Football Facebook Live and ESPN 960. We're at JCW's in Provo as we are every Monday from noon until one with Coach Ty Detmer. I'm Greg Rubel. We are back with more of the show here at JCW's in Provo after this. Back in a minute. Hey, this is Chris. The Coordinator's Corner is powered by Legend Solar. Online at legendsolar.com. Let's get back out to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, at JCW's on ESPN 960 and the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. The Coordinator's Corner is on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live. Welcome back to the show, folks, here at JCW's in Provo. Greg Rubel, Ty Detmer, BYU fans here on hand. It's BYU in West Virginia uh, this Saturday coming up in uh, Landover, Maryland, home of the Washington Redskins. Coach Detmer, some questions from uh, Facebook uh, coming in. Uh, and we sort of hit on this in the first segment. Brandon McGarry asks, after reviewing film, what did you see that you like from Taysom and what does he need to fix or clean up moving forward? Yeah, I think uh – you know, he's, he's the type of guy who scrambled for a couple uh, first downs and uh, and made some plays there. He's always going to do that with his legs. And then uh, I, I really felt like he had a good understanding where he wanted to go with the ball. Um, and so we got to help him out there. But at the same time, uh, I think there was a couple plays where, you know, maybe he was a little late or, or unsure of the read and got it out a little later than he'd like to see. But – other than that, you know, he, he played fine. And that was the conversation we had at halftime with Kalani was, you know, okay, how's it going? What's going on? Where are we at? And uh, and there were times where, I mean, they had a, a plan for a play and they covered everybody and, and then you take off and you throw it away. And uh, fans don't always like to see that. They think every play should work. But there's times where, you know, the defense, they get coached too. And so um, I felt like, he understands the offense and, and where he's supposed to go with it, and now it's part of the timing of it. And uh, and so he's on track. You know, we just got to get better around him and, and also uh, 
give him a little more protection up front, be a little more firm up there, and then probably stick with the run game a little more to, to keep the pressure off of those offensive linemen in the in the pass rush. Jamal didn't practice a lot during the week, but he was ready for game time. He hasn't had the kind of game like he had against Arizona to start. How's he coming along? He's coming along great. He was out there running around today kind of like his old self again. And uh, so, you know, I think a good week of work um, will be ready to go for West Virginia. I think Kalani alluded uh, to the fact that at halftime you guys do have some conversation about how things are going at the, at the QB spot. You've played in games as a collegian, as a pro, where things get shifted up, switched up to just change the vibe uh, of a team or a game. Was there any conversation like that? And moving forward, what's your feeling on, on that with uh, with with the quarterback spot? Yeah, no, uh, you know, we, we communicate every halftime, you know, what we're seeing, all those things. And, and he just wanted to know, you know, is, is Taysom on? Is he, is he seeing it? You know, what's going on? And so I, you know, explained there times where they covered us. There's times where – Maybe we could take a shot, you know, but that's up to the quarterback and what he's seeing too at times. So um, there was no discussion like we're going to make a change or we need to spark this thing. I mean, Taysom's a proven player. The guy, you know, I mean, just last year, everybody was holding a four up in the stands for him. So, uh, you know, he's, he's beloved here, but you do have Tanner sitting there that people love Tanner as well. So you're always going to have those people that think the grass is greener on the other side all the time. And, and uh, Tanner's hanging in there, and he's doing everything he's, he's supposed to do. And, and, you know, his time's coming. So uh, right now it's the plan is to stay the course, and, and we all need to get better. You know, coaches, players, uh, we all need to, to tighten up, and uh, it's not just one position or one player. Josh Summerhays on Twitter with the hashtag CCB, uh, CCBYU asking Ty. Uh, for Coach Ty, what are some of the challenges that Coach uh, – challenges coaching players through the transition from spread to a more pro style offense yeah you know a lot of the concepts are the same but I think uh, defenses play a little different where maybe if you're uh, if you're got you know 21 personnel two backs a tight end you, you know you're seeing seven eight in the box and so um, I think our guys are, are getting used to we, we run more of a combination type of block uh, up front rather than just kind of go to the right or go to the left. And so that's been a little different for the linemen, uh, you know, fitting those combinations. And, and believe it or not, there's a lot of timing up front with, uh, with those. So uh, our guys are still figuring out when to come off and who's supposed to overtake it and uh, those types of things. And they're working at it. And so that's probably one of the, the bigger challenges that people don't really see at that at that position because it's kind of behind the scenes a little bit now relative to the offensive line when you came to BYU the feeling was that you might start the year with as many as five returning starters on that offensive line and then when the game began Saturday there's no Lapawaho the left side is different of course and uh, of course Da and Kanucha rotating at right guard but T. John was really the only guy back back where he's supposed to be you're having to break in some new guys and learn on the fly on on the offensive line right now yeah and it you know you get four weeks of practice leading up to it uh, with those guys, but no real game time, you know, no game speed. And uh, it's different when you're practicing against your yourselves and, and then even the scout team during the week, you know, you try to get as much out of those guys as you can, but all of a sudden you put number 47 in there for UCLA and that guy's uh he'll be playing on Sunday next year. You know, he's a different difference maker in there. And so we got to, you know, just continue to, to tighten up and uh, come off the ball and, and keep working those combos. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll be fine. But those guys are – they are learning each other. And then, you know, you get an injury and Louie's out. Now it's Austin Hoyt or Thomas Schof. And yeah. now that guy's got to fit in that spot and then try to, you know, make it work over there too. 
Louis missed a lot of camp time and has kind of been, you know, hobbling around a little bit since he came back. Do you, do you have long-term concerns about Louis right now? Because it's been a tough go for him. Yeah, you know, uh, he had some knee problems show up this summer, and we, you know, we we got one of them fixed, and then the other one kind of flared up. So you, you always worry about those big guys and their joints and and how they're going to hold up. And so hopefully, you know, with him you know, having some rest here and getting things cleaned up a little bit that uh, it'll be able to take care of some of those things going forward. Uh, Mike, and by the way, a lot of these, uh, Mike reflects a lot of the comments I'm getting in from Twitter and Facebook, and they're not really questions as much as he's saying, no question from me, just hope you can let them know. Coaches, there are a lot of us out here pulling for them and supporting them. Uh, A lot of folks here, Twitter, Facebook, want you guys to know that, uh, hey, they're, they're still with you in this thing, and it's early, and there's a lot of room to grow and improve, and hope you feel that support from people. Oh, we do. Um, you know, people reach out in and, and a lot of different forms, and so you, you feel that, and uh, former players, you know, kind of reach out to you, and, and guys you played with, those kind of things. So, uh, you know, we, we know we've got a good, loyal uh, group of fans. We also know the expectations that, that people expect us to play at a, a higher level on offense, and nobody knows that more than me. And so, uh, right, you know, we'd love to uh, to be putting more points on the board and uh, and doing those things, and we're going to continue to work to do that. But we, we do appreciate our fans. Christopher Ashby on Twitter said, Matt Bellini is a BYU player rarely mentioned among the BYU greats. What do you remember about him, and is there a current player like him? Yeah, Matt was great. You know, he's one of those guys that could – he caught a ton of balls out of the backfield. We didn't run him real downhill all the time, more sweeps and things like that. But as a receiver out of the backfield, he he was a hard matchup for linebackers, especially in that age when your linebackers were 240 pounds and run stoppers. Yeah. They'd come to play us, and, and they didn't know what to do with him. So uh, Matt was a great player for us, and uh, he bailed me out of a lot of tough situations, <laughs> I know. Anybody on the roster that you think has that kind of ability or potential? Yeah, you know, um, a young guy, Aleva Hifo, is kind of in that mold where he's just got quickness and he's he's more explosive, uh, a little faster than Matt. You know, I hope Matt's not listening. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt was a little bigger guy. Yeah, yeah Matt yeah. was a little a little more put together. Yeah. Uh, but Aleva Hifo is kind of one of those guys that you know I think as we start feeding him a little more, a little more, and he starts getting more comfortable he can be a guy that we move around quite a bit and, and even hand him the ball in the backfield and run him on some of those things. I thought he ran a, he ran a nice route early. Uh, Taysom took a shot, just didn't connect with him, but he was uh, he got out there. He did, and, and you know, he, he's one of those guys that's hard on safeties because he gets on them quick and he's got the wiggle at the top of it. And, uh, and so, you know, we just missed just a, a hair overthrown right there on a fourth down and – but, uh, you know, like I said, he's a guy you may start seeing a little more of in different different roles. But, you know, we've yet to really get him the ball in space. And I keep saying, man, we gotta, we got to get that guy the ball some. So yeah. uh, we gotta, we got to get him going a little bit. But uh, that's us with everybody. Hey, back on that play you just mentioned, uh, first series of the game, right? And your 32-yard line, 31-32, it's either a 48- or 49-yard field goal or you're going to go for it on fourth. First series, did you want to kind of set a tone there and say we're going to keep this thing going here? Yeah, that, you know, that's Kalani's call all the way. Um, you know, we were hoping to get a few yards on third down and, and keep it a little more manageable. But um, he had said all along, hey, we're four-down territory. So okay. kind of knew before that play going in that uh, we were going to get one more shot at it and kind of had what we wanted, had the matchup and – and uh, it's just one of those where he gets he goes starts to go flat and then ends up going around the safety at the last second. So as a quarterback, you're looking to start to throw, and then you see him go behind it, and you just kind of let yeah. it go two yards too far. Uh, speaking of kickers, uh, 
that you know, BYU didn't go for that long field goal there. You did try Jake later uh, from 55. Uh, that was blocked. And then Jake didn't kick later. I guess the word we heard was he was out the rest of the game, a little dinged up, an injury. Uh, how's our South Lake guy doing? Will he be kicking this weekend, or do you know? Yeah, he was he was at meeting today, but I don't know health-wise where he's at for sure. I think, you know, something may have flared up in warm-ups. I saw him, uh, you know, he didn't look quite the same uh, mm. right after warm-up. So, um, you know, we tried him and on a long field goal, and then uh, I think after that right, one it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this. Okay, we'll see how it goes with Jake uh, this weekend. BYU-West Virginia coming up Saturday in uh, Landover, Maryland at the FedEx Field, home of the Redskins. We're taking a break. We're at JCW's in Provo. This is the Coordinator's Corner, and it is coming your way, as always, on ESPN 960 and uh, Facebook Live. A quick note, we are, of course, title sponsored by Legend Solar. Legend Solar is the official solar provider of BYU Athletics. Schedule your free solar consultation and own your own power today at legendsolar.com, a Sun Power Elite dealer. Once again, this is the Coordinator's Corner at JCW's in Provo on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live. The Coordinator's Corner is powered by Legend Solar, Utah's premier solar provider. Now let's send it back to JCW's and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on ESPN 960 and the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Go ahead. We are live at JCW's. If you're looking for a place to take the family before or after the game, stop into JCW's where we are with their huge menu of burgers, wings, salads, etc. Everyone gets what they want. JCW's, the Burger Boys, quality and a lot of it in Lehigh, American Fork, Provo, where we are right now, and in South Jordan. That's JCW's home of the Coordinator's Corner here on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live. Greg Rubel with Ty Detmer, BYU Offensive Coordinator. Coach Elisa Tuiaki, Defensive Coordinator, is just a few moments away. We'll get to E coming up in just a few as we wrap it up with uh, Coach Detmer. BYU and West Virginia is uh, Saturday in Landover, Maryland. 1.30 Mountain Time kick with an 11.30 a.m. pregame. Coach Detmer, some initial thoughts on your matchup with the uh, Mountaineers out of the Big 12 who come in well-rested. They're off a bye week this week. Yeah, it seems like we're catching people on longer weeks than us the next couple weeks. So, um they're a very athletic team. You know, one of the things that you always see, you know, just watching them is, is speed across the board. And, and uh, their uh, secondary, you know, is, is another tough test for us. But, um, you know, it's one of those games where we got to go in and, and play our style and, and uh, keep them off the field a little bit. They're explosive on offense. And so we got to put some drives together and then hit some plays and, and just go out and continue to try to execute and, and uh, stay after them. They've played uh, Missouri, uh, a win 26-11. They played Youngstown State, a win 38-21. I think through the two games, I think I counted 12 uh, pass plays of 12, uh, 20 yards or longer. They are, they are a big play group. They are. Um, you know, they've, they've always done a great job and, and have real speed at, at their receivers, and their secondary is the same. You know, they've got speed out there. They're a 3-3 defense, so it's just a little different than we've seen the last few weeks. So we'll have to prepare for that and, and uh, be ready schematically. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're a type of team that, you know, it's at Redskins Stadium. I think our guys, you know, will be excited to play at a neutral site. And we'll have a, another group of uh, Cougar fans from the East Coast be able to follow us this week. Indeed. So It'd be good. Uh, you feel um, that, that an offensive breakout is just around the bend. What gives you a sense that, yeah, you're, you're going to have that week where it clicks? I hope so. <laughs> We're waiting for it. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, you watch it and we're getting closer and closer and, and uh, 
you know, again, you know, you challenge challenge your players, you challenge the coaches to, to tighten it up and to, to be better and to work at it and really focus during the week of practice. And so um, hopefully we'll, we'll see that continue to uh, translate to, to better plays come uh, Saturday. Angie Daw from Facebook uh, says, if Tanner hasn't gotten into a game well into the season, will you shoot to redshirt him? You know, I've talked to him before the season even um, a little bit here. And, uh, you know, his, his plan is he, he'd rather not redshirt, um, just I think looking down the road, future, uh, age-wise and those things. But, um, you know, that that's something you address at that point, you know, whether seven, eight games into it and, uh, and just see where we're at and, and have that conversation with him again. But, you know, hopefully we're, we're playing well enough at times that we get him into the game and uh, – and keep getting him some work because obviously he's going to have a bright future with us and and be the guy next year. That would be your intention then is to get him in in situations that warrant it. Yeah, I'd love to to get him in uh, as much as we can, you know, in those situations just because he'll need some work for going into next season. So, um, you know, and, and he's always ready and he stays after practice and getting his extra work in. So, you know, he's doing a great job with that. Okay, uh, Carl uh, on, on Facebook said, thank you, Ty, for your patience. As fans, sometimes we don't see things the way you do. Great explanations today, and and thanks again. And you know that you, the explanations are usually going to come after after games <laughs> like Saturday, and, and, and that, that'll be out there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's part of the job. And I, I knew that coming in, you know, that, that you're going to – you know, not always make the best call. You're not always going to make the call that other people think maybe you should make or uh, or play the people you think other people should <laughs> think you should play. So um, that's part of it. And as a, a staff and uh, as a coach, you know, you're, you get the best interest of the team at, at hand. And uh, and then, you know, you, you do, do the best you can with what you have to work with and, and try to make it go. And so – you know, we're we're spending long hours as a coaching staff. You know, we're putting the work in, and and you know, we're all we're all in this together, and we all know the importance of it, and, and it means a lot to all of us that you know have are coaching here. And so, um, you know, nobody I don't think will ever question that part of it. But um, you know, it's it's a part of the job, and you understand that's what you're in for when you take it. And, and having an experience as a quarterback at, at the NFL level, mm-hmm. I played in Philly, so I've been <laughs> I've been around uh, the tough the tough parts of it. And uh, it's, you know, it's no different when you're not scoring a lot of points. We know we got to pick it up, and especially the the way our defense is playing. Yeah. You know, they're they're playing lights out right now and holding teams under 20 points themselves. And and we just gotta. Uh, you know, start start clicking on offense and uphold our end of the deal. And so, you know, we'll we'll keep working at it. You used the phrase earlier, stay the course. That's your plan right now is to clean it up, shore it up, get better at uh, what you're doing all over the offense and, and hope the points will come as a result. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's where we're at. And, and again, you know, we, we talk every week as a staff you know, on what we need to, to do offensively to, to help us win the game. So we'll continue to do that. All right, that's Ty Detmer. That's going to be Ty Detmer for this week. He'll be back next week with uh, Coach uh, Ed Lamb. We'll have Coach Elisa Tuiaki coming up next. It is Legend Solar Coordinator's Corner on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live. We're back in a bit. Your free consultation at legendsolar.com and start saving today. Welcome back to JCW's on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live. It is the Coordinator's Corner. Greg Rubel with now Coach Elisa Tuiaki, the Cougars' defensive coordinator, with us for the second half hour. And uh, Coach Tuiaki, the defense playing so well right now. BYU, through three games, has allowed 16, 20, and 17 points. 
I'm sure a lot of times uh, most coaches will feel that that's enough to win you the games. You've won one of the three so far. It's a team effort, certainly. But uh, on your side of the ball, I think you have to be very pleased about how the numbers are uh, stacking up right now. I think, the, I think the kids are playing hard. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's there's obviously there's always room for improvement. And we had our team meeting this morning. And just going back and watching the film, I told the team we should have won 14-10. And so, you know, that last driver, we let them score. We had uh, three third downs, third and nine, third and seven, third and eight, where if we could uh, if we could get a, a pass rush and get home on one of those and we're getting out of that drive and we keep them ten points. But, um, you know, and that's the expectation on our side. we gotta, we got to continue to improve. But uh, they've been playing hard. They've been playing well. Coach Tuiaki will take your questions. If you're on Facebook Live with us right now, just in the comments section, you can post a question there or tweet it into me for Coach E at uh, hashtag CCBYU, hashtag CCBYU on Twitter. That's questions for Coach Elisa Tuiaki. The weirdest thing about that drive, E, was that until that point, UCLA was 0 for 9 on third downs. Yeah. And then four in a row happened. And then the last three, as you mentioned, on, on that drive right there. Right. And uh, you'd been so good at it to that point. Yeah, and it's just, you know, staying locked in, everybody doing their job. And, again, we talked about it before, just not trying to overreach and do somebody else's job. And so there's just, you know, a couple of technical things that I think we could have sewn up and been a little bit tighter. Um, but, uh, you know, difference between playing lights-out defense and just good defense, it really comes down to just those drives where we really got to show up. Your leading tackler has almost twice the number of stops as the number two guy right now. That's a big gap. Butch Pau's been that good, though. Butch at 22 solos, 37 total. Leads your team in tackles for loss with five and a half as well. How would you describe uh, the way Butch is playing and the impact he's had being new, really, to the position at this level uh, with you? He's, he's been great to have on defense. Um, you know, the great kid, great kid. And all, and all those backers do a really good job, but um, you know, he's, he's does his, does his job and he does it really, really well. And sometimes you don't see some of the other backers or even the D linemen, um, that are helping him out. And I think Butch is, is always giving them credit, the D linemen holding their blocks and all that stuff, which allows him to, to, you know, roam a little bit. But, uh, I mean, he's been huge for us. He's been huge. And I think even seeing some of the stops that he makes is, is a good, uh, you know, you, you got a burst of energy on the defensive side when you see somebody come up and stick someone like that and, it's been fun to coach him. He pops guys so hard, and it's so funny because his uh, his off-the-field personality is so gentle and kind yes. and smiling and 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 uh, just happy, I guess is the way to yeah. describe him. We yeah. had him on Kalani's show a couple weeks ago. Just, you know, what a true gentleman, if you will. Yeah. And then he gets on the field, and he will just hit you. Yeah, he will. And he's, he's an awesome kid to coach. He's a great kid. Type of type of boy that you'd like to marry your daughters. I mean, he's that that kind of kid, and 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 I love coaching him. But love love all those boys. I think they all play hard and they do a good job. But Butch certainly has uh, stood out with the way that he's played and the physicality that he's brought to the game. Uh, from Twitter, hashtag CCBYU question coming in from Mac for Coach E. We're with Elisa Tuiaki till 1 o'clock. Uh, who made the call to switch Francis Bernard to linebacker, and what were the qualities you saw that you knew would translate to linebacker? I, I think, uh, that, you know, some of the talk is uh, when we first came in with Coach Itake, I think he, he mentioned that he wanted to play a little bit. And so, I, you know, it's really him as well as Coach Itake making that change. And, you know, obviously we would never turn him away. And, you know, always take good players no matter how you can take them. And, um, and so him moving over was a little bit of him as well as Coach Itake's call to do that. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you can address this or not, but Andrew on Twitter wondered about uh, Sione Takitaki's status as a, as a defensive player for this season, if that's still a possibility. Uh, Sione's taking care of his, his deal, you know, and uh, I think Coach Itake can, can address that a little bit better than I could. And 
But, uh, you know, I think Shannon knows that we'll always be here for him to support him, and whatever he's going through, we'll, we'll be here for him. So Okay. Cameron, next up. Uh, Cameron uh, with a Butch Pau'u question. How good can Butch become? He, he's, he's really good now. <laughs> Got a big upside, obviously. But, uh, you know, and, he, and he, he knows. He sees mistakes that he's making on film and some things that he can be a lot better at. Um, but I uh, think, uh, you know, just, just keep sharpening the craft. And we, we talk to our kids all the time on the defensive side about just refining what we do, you know, playing good tactical football and refining, refining, refining all the little things that we're doing to become better. So Butch, Butch knows exactly what he's got to work on, but he's a phenomenal player. And uh, I think he's still got a lot of good years ahead of him as far as improvements. How did you feel the secondary played in general against uh, UCLA and a really good quarterback in uh, Josh Rosen? You know, I, I was I was I was pleased with them overall, um, but you know, the same thing with all the other positions. I mean, there's we, we we've played three Pac-12 teams, right, with really good receivers, and Arizona had fast receivers. Aren't they weren't as big? Uh, Utah had really big receivers that were fast, and these guys were fast. I think. Um, one of their receivers, number 10, uh, was a track guy as well and ran a 10-4. I think he took fourth in the Pac-12. UCLA's Kenneth Walker you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I, thought our guys, I thought our guys covered well, you know. And, um, again, today's meeting as a team, you know, addressing our corners, told them you guys can cover anybody in the country. You guys, hopefully you guys see it now. And, um, you know, there, there was a couple of times where I thought that we gave them a little bit too much. Uh, respect as far as backing up off the ball, but we can we can stay in there and mug it up and and challenge them and uh, and make them make them complete balls, uh, make it a little bit harder for them to complete some balls, you know. And so I, I was pleased with the way that they played, but uh, we've got work we've got work to do still. Troy Warner was kind of a question mark going into the game. He was able to play. Was he able to give you kind of a full go day? Yeah, yep. He, he was he was able to go. He played uh, like a champion. We always we always rate our guys at the end of performances and just say, okay, if you play this way every single week, we've got a chance to win a championship. Right, and we, we thought Troy break. played that way. Uh, I, I thought that uh, Kainakua, uh, the absence of Kainakua, wasn't something you go, oh, man, what are we doing without him? I thought your, your guys in the first half played okay in his absence. Yeah, you know, Matt Hadley stepped up, did a good job. So did Eric Takanaka. And, uh, you know, we, we continued the same rotation we normally had in the second half with Kai back in where we get to, you know, certain places where we want to we wanna pull those guys in, and, and they, they, they did a really good job. How close uh, are you getting with Travis Tuiloma right now at Nose, do you think? Yeah, any day now. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> oh, hoping, yeah, hoping any day. And, and you know that he's a difference maker, and, but uh, we want to we wanna make sure that we do it the right way with him. You'd, you'd hate to – a lot of those kids, you know – Sometimes doctors come back and they say, okay, he's ready to go, but he's got to feel confident in himself and, you know, the position that he's playing. I mean, he's taking 600 pounds of force on the other side when he's taking a double team. He's got to feel confident that he's going to hold ground and, and uh, not favor, you know, um, whatever whatever's going on with his, his feet and, uh, and play well. And so that one we're kind of leaving up to him as well as the doctors. He's been, he's been practicing, but – we, uh, we want to be respectful of, of just him coming back the right way. Right before the break, and I know we got to get to a break here, uh, Ryan on the Twitter sent in, how can I teach my son to hit like Butch Pau'u? you got to go ask Butch's dad. <laughs> the kid was just natural at it. He's really, really natural at it. And so I, the, the, now I hear, I didn't know how his dad played, but I hear his dad was like that. And so a lot of the, 
the uh, family, Polynesian community, always talk about that Butch plays like his dad. And so mm. if you want to know, call Butch's dad and ask him. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> we will take a break. We are live at JCW's in Provo, and it is the Legend Solar Coordinator's Corner. Take your energy savings to the next level with Legend Solar, official solar provider of BYU Athletics. Schedule your free solar consultation and own your own power today at legendsolar.com. Your questions for Coach Eliza Tuiaki can come in on Twitter, hashtag CCBYU, or on BYU Football Facebook page using the comment section at the show section. So we are back from JCW's in Provo on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live, the coordinator's corner, back in a minute. Time now for the I Am Flash flashback. I Am Flash making memory that makes the world mobile. Today we flash back to BYU's last game against a Big 12 team at Texas in 2014. Of course, BYU playing in the Big 12 this week. After leading the Longhorns 6-0 at the break, BYU exploded in the second half to run away with a 41-7 win. It was the Cougars' second consecutive win over Texas, improving BYU to 4-1 all-time over the Longhorns. That's today's I Am Flash flashback. I Am Flash making memory that wakes the world mobile. We are live at JCW's in Provo for the Legend Solar Coordinator's Corner on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live. Greg Rubel visiting with BYU's defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki. BYU right now uh, two, uh, one and two after three games. And again, the defense yet to allow more than 20 points in any game. UCLA had a 16-game streak of games with a rushing touchdown ended at your place on Saturday. Your yards per carry allowed right now is 3.7. That's very, very good, E, and you want more. <laughs> I, I think 3.3 is is the the lat, or it's basically the mark for for outstanding run defense, and so. So you're close. We're, get, we're getting close. But uh, they've been, I think, very solid, don't you think? Especially yeah. playing without Travis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we, we played some really good run defense, and. You know that's uh, I think one of the keys we got to stop the run and sometimes um, you know you, you allow passing yards and it looks like it's a bad thing but for us we've got to keep them under 100 rushing if we can do that and uh, you know keep them to five yards per attempt on a pass then we should be good and so some of those third downs that we could have got out of I think that they ended up about seven a little over seven seven yards per attempt and uh, we get out of those third downs I think we can limit them to, to another 20 uh, 7500 yards passing which will bring us our, our pass defense down to, to where it should be. Okay, uh, right now uh, allowing yards per attempt is 7.7 uh, uh, for the season. BYU's number offensively is down at 5.4. They want to bring that up. Of course, a question coming in from Twitter using a hashtag CCBYU. How do you defend <laughs> underneath routes while protecting deep the way you want to? It's a, it's a combination of, of the pass rush has got to get there, right? Normally when you have longer routes, then obviously it takes more time. So the pass rush has got to get there, but also – when the quarterback is dumping things off, um, if, if we're not getting to the quarterback, the D-linemen got to get their hands up and bat it down. But, you know, that uh, that he's probably referring to that touchdown that we ended up giving up late to just a drag route. Um, you know, it's just one person that probably went a little bit too far with an in route and didn't sit in his zone um, where we ended up getting getting caught on that one. But it's just, you know, everybody it, – it, you know, D-linemen batting balls down, guys staying in their zones. You know, if we're playing man, the guy's locking it up a little bit tighter. But that's that's really what you got to do. Also from Twitter, using hashtag CCBYU. Coach E, your defense is fun to watch and playing well. Uh, what are you doing to make sure those guys stay positive during the offensive struggles right now? Wow, it's an uh, interesting question. We, you know, it, it, we're all in it together. and We talk about that all the time as a defense, and I addressed them this morning and told them that we should have won 14-10 to 10 if we could have gotten out of that, out of that drive. And, um, you know, we're uh, – probably sounds a little funky, but just uh, – Focusing on, on some gospel principles and just making sure that those guys stay positive in everything that they do. 
Um, and, you know, football's football. We, we just got to continue to, to uh, push forward in, in life as well as in football. And I think the kids will be good. But they've, they've responded well. They know that we've got to get over this one and get on to the next one. And, and so they've, they've, they've been good with that. How much difference do you think uh, one game can make at a stage like right now? you got West Virginia on Saturday. What would a positive result mean for you guys just this one game uh, at, at one and two on the year coming into Saturday? It would be huge, you know. Obviously it would, be, it would mean getting back on track and, uh, and uh, getting back on track with your goals as well as, as uh, getting to a bowl game and, and just uh, feeling like you're, you're uh, accomplishing what you set out to do, obviously, which is to win. And so we're, we're so close, you know, four points away from being 3-0. and um, And so we're really, really close. But a win this week would be huge for us to get our morale back on and just get back on, on the winning track. What was it like to be uh, coaching your first game as a, a BYU coach in Lavelle Bird Stadium this past weekend? It was really, really cool, really cool. You know, we our bus pulled up for the Cougar Walk, and the stadium was wrapped with uh, with just the, the line that uh, the, the student line that was getting ready to go in with the Rock and mm-hmm. and I've around never, the stadium around the stadium. I've never seen anything like that. And then walking through uh, the the Cougar Walk, I mean, it was it was madness. It was really really cool to see. I mean, the the, the fans were out and and uh, we could feel the support and the love and and uh, I I I've never seen anything like it ever anywhere that I've ever been. And everybody tries to do you know whatever this you know they call it their walk and they do it, but. This, there's nothing like this one. It was really, really cool to see. The fans were cool. The so fans, the, so, fans so awesome. the, the, the Rock needs to know, and the fans in particular need to know, that that stuff makes a difference to you guys. Oh, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And, um, you know, the, the way that they are during the game, it's, it's awesome. And so know that we're struggling right now, and we'll get there, but stick, you know, just let The Rock know and everybody else, all the other fans, stay, stick with us. We'll be all right. And a lot of Facebook and Twitter comments to that, to that extent as well. Uh, about the support for you guys. It's a rough go. You're not where you want to be at one and two, but uh, no one's jumping ship here. Good, good. No, that's, that's the way awesome. it's supposed to go. Uh, yep. Tim Porter on Twitter said, um, d- d- your perspective as a defensive coordinator relative to bend, not break. Is that part of your vernacular, or what is your approach to, to defense? You know, um, I, I think there's time for a little bit of both, you know, where you want to you wanna put it all on the line and get after it, as well as, you know what, this time we'll probably back up a little bit. And so... If you're, I think if you're one way the whole time, then eventually, eventually you'll you'll break. But uh, you know, if if you you change it up at times and and uh, offense is expecting something, a zero blitz and you you drop eight, then I think you're mixing it up the right way. But uh, I think you've got to be a little bit of both. Okay, what's someone or who is someone who hasn't gotten maybe a lot of attention, like say maybe Butch right now, who's been just solid for you guys, game in, game out, and not getting a lot of attention? Is there a guy or, or a guy or two like that right now on that defense? You know. Um, uh, all three of the backers are really, really good, and Butch has getting, been getting a lot of attention. But, they, you know, Francis and Fred, um, and even the backups, the guys that are getting in. You know, Kavika does a really good job when he comes in. And um, the D-line, always going to be the unsung heroes, those guys holding their gaps and doing a good job. Um, and everybody knows who Harvey is. Uh, he probably hasn't – his name hasn't been called as much this year as it has been in, has in the past, but he's he's been lights out. What are you having us. him do? Um, do his job <laughs> and so sometimes it's really just holding a gap or holding the edge um, you know and there's there's room for him to improve with especially with the pass rushing and, and he's really close he's really really close as far as being a difference maker but uh, I had a conversation with him last week about you know in the NFL the highest paid guys are the corners and the DNs and it's for a reason and so he's really close to being a guy that can change the game for us 
You've used a lot of defensive linemen, uh, Travis Tuiloma not being there. Uh, who's somebody who wasn't maybe expected to get a, maybe a lot of reps that uh, has played more time than, than you might have thought and has done well for you up front? You know, every, everybody knew uh, Logan Taylor. Logan's doing a really good job with the freshman. Uh, well, I think he's a sophomore. Meti Taliauli has done a really good job. Um, and, th- and those younger guys are, are getting better. You know, I thought that there were some times where we played with bad technique against Utah and, and against Arizona, and some of those things uh, that they normally did didn't show up this game, which was, a, which was a huge improvement. And so we're continuing to get better there at the D-line. Tevita Maunga did a really good job, I thought. I thought it was his best game as, as a Cougar. Yep. Yeah. Tevita did a really good job. He's a, he's a big fella, isn't he? He's humongous. He is. He, yeah. is, he, is, he is low to the ground, just stocky as all get out, though. Yeah. He's, he's a load, isn't he? He is. It's a refrigerator with a microwave on top <laughs> big head big shoulders all right we are live with coach elisa tuiaki we're taking a break we are coming your way from jcw's a fridge with a microwave on top uh we're coming your way from jcw's we're on espn 960 and byu football facebook live it is the legend solar coordinators corner we're back with more after this back in a second free consultation at legendsolar.com and start saving today a proud sponsor of byu athletics welcome back to jcw's in provo for our final segment of the coordinators corner on espn 960 and byu football facebook live greg grubel Defensive coordinator Eli Satuiaki. We're going to go rapid fire with questions out of Facebook here in this final segment for Coach E. Uh, we'll start here with uh, we'll go with Tom. Tom says he loves the defense. Awesome job. Just curious on safeties. Looks like you go to a rotation of two different sets. Talk about a bit about that. Yeah, Ed, Ed Lamb does a great job with the safeties and just keeping those guys fresh. And um, you know, there's there's not much of a drop off when Matt Hadley and, and Takanaka get in, and we we trust them to get in, and so. Those guys serve just to make sure that we're we're fresh, especially when we get into the red zone, to make sure that we're we're uh, everybody's playing at their potential. From uh, Charlie Charlie Alger on Facebook, uh, West Virginia, known for long passing plays. How are you preparing your secondary for the passing storm that is coming your way? It's a, everybody's got to do their job, you know, especially the, with the run pass option offenses, just like Arizona's. Is if we're playing man, guys have got to stay in coverage and they can't get off and. That, a lot of times that's what you're seeing is a quarterback scrambling and then a corner come off his coverage to go tackle the quarterback and the quarterback's throwing it. So we just got to make sure that we're disciplined and everybody's doing their job. We keep the quarterback contained. Coach Dana Holgerson uh, is one of the kind of like the original air raid disciples, and he talks a lot about how the roots of his offensive philosophy and scheme go back in the day to BYU. Yeah, yeah, because of Mike Leach, yeah, right? right? All that stuff comes back. But, uh, you know, there's uh, – I think I think everybody could agree that uh, you know the past concepts, just a lot of things that uh, everybody uses, all really came came from here in BYU. Uh, Jim Evans says, "Great job, coach. We thought about uh, Corbin Kafusi doing more rushing of the quarterback. Wait, that'd be, that'd be a good thing. Uh, Corbin Kafusi as yeah. a rusher, as yeah, a rusher yeah, of the quarterback, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he's he's been doing a good job. He's he's rotating with those guys, and we've got a couple guys that we trust to rush. Um, you know, and sometimes it's just not not the job description on certain downs, but." Um, Corbin definitely is a guy that can uh, that can give you problems as a rusher. What would you say the team's I don't know vibe or mood or mindset is at one and two? No one's going to be pleased after having lost a couple in a row. But in terms of still having a positivity and an energy you can build off of and go with, where would you say the guys are that way right now? I, I think they're good. I think they're good, and and uh, it's really come from the head coach. You know, he's reiterated it reiterated it um, often just to make sure that we we get over it and we don't let it hang over us and we get ready to get get ready for the next opponent. So. 
the kids obviously don't like losing. We don't either, and that's that's not the culture that we want to be happy and walk around like it doesn't matter. It does matter. It's just, you know, we lost. And so we've got to get over it and move on to the next one. Some teams like to schedule themselves a September that allows them to kind of ramp up into their tougher games, if you will. And not being in a conference, the luxury is really not there to do that. You hit it hard from the start. How much of what's happened at 1 and 2 is a function of the fact that you've played, you know, three P5s or three Pac-12s off the start here? Yeah, you know what? Just like Coach Itaka said at the beginning, bring them on. You know, we'll play them. There's... No, nobody, nobody has that sentiment where we want to start with, you know, beating up on the sisters of the poor and move our way up. I mean, we bring it on. We want to play every week. We want, if we can play games like that the whole time, we will. Um, we want to win, obviously, and I think that we're so close to to winning. But um, there's, there's, you know, we, we wouldn't want another way, any other way. I wouldn't, right, I wouldn't minute. want it any other way. Just. A great, great schedule. And it, it gets better, and, and West Virginia is the next one up, and that's going to be in an NFL stadium here uh, this Saturday, and it's a trip across, across a couple time zones. You know you'll see a whole new group of fans there from BYU supporting you. This is a, It's a great experience to be either a coach or a player and have this kind of opportunity you get Saturday. Yeah, I think so. And it was, it was cool to see the kids react when we went to Arizona Stadium, and so I think this would be, this would be a good experience for them as well. All right, well, we are looking forward to it. It'll be BYU and West Virginia, 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time for the pregame and a 1.30 Mountain Time kick for the Cougars and the Mountaineers. First ever game between BYU and West Virginia as the Cougars play a game in the Pac-12. And again, Dana Holgerson, uh, kind of an original air raid disciple, uh, credits BYU's original coaches and people like Mike Leach uh, for bringing a lot of what he thinks to the game. We'll see it come up on Saturday. Folks, thanks for being here. JCW's in Provo and joining us on ESPN 960 and BYU Football Facebook Live for the Coordinator's Corner, brought to you by Legend Solar. We'll talk to you next week.